Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we need to talk about stuff and sometimes it's not going to be fun and this is going to be one of those times. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. It's kind of hard to miss me. S-H-U-J-I-N. Just pop that in. You'll be able to find me pretty much everywhere. Let me go ahead and introduce you to the crew as what we've got at the moment, because that's probably going to change. Top left-hand corner of North America, out and around Calgary Way, where it's a little on the chilly side. Good evening, mm. Dallin. Good evening. Yeah, we had a bit of snow this morning, or at least the the roofs the the rooftops were white. Eek, keep it over there. Yeah, but it got sunny towards the end of the day, so uh, typical Calgary. Uh, don't like the weather. Wait five minutes. Chances are it'll get worse. Yeah. <laughs> Except when I was there, I'm happy to say. Yeah. Um, we do tend to uh, ask people to smuggle in a little bit of sunshine for us every so often. I tried. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> South and just over to the right. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening, uh, Bridget Fitch. And I guess this evening you'll find out why I'm Bridget Fitch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Zigzagging up to above me, just over the border into Ontario. Good morning, Heretic Woman. Good morning. And as far as to um, how things are going to play out tonight, I <laughs> let me start off by uh, letting you know that, yes, we have a truncated group, not by any particular choice. Unreno Tech is otherwise busy. Uh, Joseph, it's early. Who in the hell knows with the way things work? Uh, Joey may show. He, he may not. I mean, it is cold, and he does have a tendency of hibernating very hard when it gets chilly so we will see um so yeah as you saw of course from the title of the episode yes this is going to be an extremely not safe for work episode uh i don't like putting the uh audio disclaimers but i really do have to sometimes so if this is one of those times where you're listening in and you are in mixed company and you don't think that this would be a very comfortable conversation, probably a good idea to simply bypass this episode for later or just trash it completely, come back next week. Oh, uh, next week is a Power of Ten episode. Uh, you, Yeah, you may have a little bit more fun with that one because this is not going to be a fun episode. Um, just warning you ahead of time. Anyway, I know for well that there are going to be uh, some folks that are going to be joining us live in the chat. Please thank you for watching live, and please do take advantage of that. Uh, Iron, I know that you're over there. Hi, man. Yeah, he's joining from uh, north of the border, so he's one of those folks that's really interested and really disgusted with everything my, uh, all at the same time. Stephanie, I know that you chimed in before we even got started, so I hope that you're over there. This is going to be a really tough episode to get through. So for those of you that are um, going to make it through, thank you. We're going to do our damnedest to be as respectful and mindful of everybody as we possibly can. 
at the same time, if you deserve to have your ass lit on fire, believe you me, we're going to do it to you tonight. And you got nobody to blame but yourself. So with that out of the way, let me get everything rolling over here and get started. So with five minutes on the clock, it would be nice if I actually had my timer started. I had the stopwatch up. I was timing something another time, another time. We'll talk about that another time. Your five-minute freestyle starts right now. DQ stands for disqualification. And, you know, there are, there are a lot of sports where you'll end up here at that. In football, you don't get thrown out of the game. All right, all right, American football. You don't get thrown out of the game. You are disqualified versus baseball, where you are thrown out of the game. And you don't even have to be a player. So, you know, figure on that. DQ also comes up when you're dealing with other sports that are non-contact. Swimming, for instance. You, you jump the gun... So to speak, uh, you get the idea. Track and field, same thing. It's literally jumping, well, exactly literally jumping the gun. In this particular case, as much as I don't like to make my openings about the topic at hand, I need to make this the topic at hand. We here in the United States right now are debating over the next Supreme Court justice. A lifetime appointment to the highest court in my country. The people who help to shape what the laws are supposed to be, what they're meant to do, and how to interpret them at the ultimate level. And I don't say that gently. The Supreme Court, SCOTUS, is the top court. There is no higher, short of actual civil war and rewriting a whole bunch of stuff. But... I digress. One of the things that is going on right now are the question and answer session. The, well, I can't, I can't say it any other way. We are having people who are supposed to be interviewing a potential candidate. A candidate for whom the idea of yeah, you really need to be investigated deeper by some federal-level investigations department. I think we've got one of those. Yeah, fortunately, part of that is happening. But after listening to how this person conducted themselves in front of a panel of people who are supposed to decide whether or not they move forward to the next round. Now, this is somebody who should be disqualified already, simply because if your job as a judge, one of the top judges in the country, you're supposed to have a modicum of professionalism, emotional detachment, Fairness. This is something that a judge is supposed to do. You are supposed to sit back, look at what's going on. Tease out the facts of a case. 
and then make a decision based on that. And if in this interview process, you come across <laughs> as a petulant child who ain't getting his way, I'm sorry. I don't care what position it is that you are applying for. You go ahead and you start acting like that as someone who is, well, older than high school. Yeah, no. You don't deserve the job. I don't care any of the other stuff that we're going to end up talking about tonight. Based on that alone? No. No. When you start throwing out conspiracy theory ideas? No. You're gone. If you can't handle yourself with a modicum of propriety and professionalism, no. If your microphone looks like it should have a spit shield on it like mine does, and by the way, I have two. I have a pop filter, and I've got the foam head on top of it for exactly this reason. No. I have not been in the capacity of having to decide who should or should not have a job because it's my choice on that. Give me a break. I'm almost 50 years old. I think I've learned a little something over these years. You don't deserve the job based on that alone. You could be the nicest guy in the world. But after seeing this, I don't see how that's really that possible. It's episode 229 on the docket, Your Honor. Ladies, sound off. Now, I want you people to know, when I was writing the title, I knew full well that it is not just women that have had to deal with for lack of a better way of putting it, sexual molestation. And it's not just that that we're going to end up talking about because it's the systemic, the societal desire to push it under the rug and to whitewash stuff and just to poo-poo it away. And if you don't think about it, it never really happened. And yeah, that kind of bullshit. So... We're going to be dealing with a lot of that. Some of it's going to be very uncomfortable. Some of it is going to be extremely disturbing. We need to talk. We need to talk about this because this is a hot issue. And I, you know me. I don't like to talk about just my country because I don't want this show to be about my country. I want it to be about stuff that's bigger and broader and encompasses as many of us as possible. And unfortunately, we have had the light shown on us that this problem is not nearly just my country. And you have no idea how much that hurts. So I'm going to do my best to hold myself together because uh, it's kind of my job, but you got an idea as to where we're going to end up going. 
just before we got started with the show, uh, I just checked in with Heretic Woman. Uh, as far as the news on Rafe Badawi, I don't have anything specific, but you no. had a you had an item I, that Ensof nothing put, major. Briefly. I just saw that Ensof had posted earlier today, and it was just a quick little quotation about how is Islamic radical Islam was terrible or something to that effect. So, wasn't anything momentous. And um, as uh, as as I quipped to her before we got started, uh, in another news, water is wet and Italian food makes you fat. Yes. Because as we learned from Scott Pilgrim, bread makes you fat. This, that's about as good a joke as I'm going to get for you guys tonight. Which means as of the writing, as of the recording of tonight's <clears throat> show, which by the way, today is blasphemy day. Did you guys know about that? I did. As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been six <clears throat> three months, 14 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family, and we're still waiting for you to get home. And home, in this case, means anywhere the fuck out of jail. But we will see. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of... Uh, I'm going to have a lot of uh, challenge trying to keep track of what's going on with us flip my eyes over to uh the discord side fortunately right now there's nothing going on, on the discord side uh keeping track of um the twitter stream and what's going on on the side for the chat so you guys over there in the live chat i know that you guys have been typing i saw it flicking you know as i was talking i haven't had the chance of reading just yet and i have to change it over to live chat instead of top oh, chat yeah. i hate when i have to do that in the instance. that's so annoying but um i will i will make sure that i look over and see what you guys are talking about and respond properly to that so don't think that i've missed you guys i kind of have for the moment but i'm gonna get on over that so um in order to kind of lay the groundwork on this one really quickly, the allegations that have been coming up at the SCOTUS nomination hearing have been the idea that 30 years ago, I'm rounding numbers a second, 30 years ago, this guy was uh, a high school teenager and, well, boys will be boys, and he got drunk and, and supposedly... Uh, you know, press the issue, so to speak, and uh, did things that, you know, teenage boys do because hormones and can't keep it in their pants and entitlement and, and people owe people. And it's bullshit. It's annoying. And it's only half of the problem that we're going to be dealing with, like I said, because the societal... Let's just not talk about it. Let's just keep it under the rug because, I mean, what's it going to say about us as a family that that happened to you? Don't say anything. I am. I am a suburban raised white male who came from Long Island in an area where the white population far exceeded any other 
any other group by a miles. I also did not date very much in high school. Three girls, tops. And did I do anything that I shouldn't have? Not a single damned time. So my knowledge about a lot of this stuff is admittedly negligible. So as I warned him ahead of time, Heretic Woman and uh, Bridget have got much more the perspective. Hell, they have the perspective that Dallin and I simply don't because they're female. We are not. So I'm going to end up leaning on them a lot more than any other episode that I can think of off the top of my head. So I'm going to ask you guys to kind of help direct this through a little bit because I, I am in a position of ignorance. Well, my first pet peeve with this whole situation, and I've seen this a lot on social media is people treating this situation like he's on like criminal trial okay this is a fucking job interview that's what this is yep no one i've seen no well statute of limitations is run out so why no that's not the point the 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 women involved here know that they cannot prosecute and that's unfortunate but that's the way it is it's not it's not about that it's not about you know revenge or trying to get him in jail or any of that crap it's a job interview and as i said to to beth the other day i mean she she's talked many times about how she works in a restaurant washing dishes and she likes it that's that's her thing she enjoys it and i've met her boss and I said, you know, he, if they were interviewing someone for an additional dishwasher and it came out that there was allegations that this person may have sexually assaulted someone, do you really think that her boss would hire that guy to wash dishes? Hell no. You can't risk that sort of thing with other employees. And I'm not even talking necessarily female employees. I'm talking about employees in general. You can't, you can't do that. That's too much of a risk. And that's what we're talking about here. This is, you know, if he gets denied, which sadly isn't likely, but if he does, his life isn't ruined the way he's moping around whining. He's going to not get a promotion. He's still going to be a rich, entitled, white asshole. <laughs> He's still a federal judge, regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars a year does that get him already? I would gather at least a hundred grand a year, if not more. I don't know, but I mean, it's certainly not a dishwasher in a restaurant. Nope. And I, I mean, I've been in a position of hiring people in the past. I, I worked at a call center for a number of years and I was, I interviewed, trained and hired people. If I was looking at a candidate and somebody said, oh, well, did you know that that person is facing 
uh, or was disciplined at their last job for sexual harassment, let's say. And or even um, there was a rumor that they did X, Y, Z or that, you know, I heard they beat up somebody last weekend or whatever. I would be like, ain't hiring that guy. And and that's my prerogative as a perspective employer. Yeah. Hold hold that thought one second. Uh, by the way, Trippin, I do see you over there. Hi. Uh, and and uh, who is that was over there? Uh, uh, Shauna, hi. Uh, Trippin had put something that was very interesting. Being a battling addict, and and forgive me for reading your your comment directly and verbatim. I I make that a habit so that there's there's no monkeying around with with anybody you know, misunderstanding. Uh, being a battling addict, all I see is an alcoholic that needs help. Watch his wife's facial expressions. That is a very interesting take. Hmm. I had... Um, I, well, I, I, listen to how he went on about how much he likes beer. I mean, who does that? Especially at, at such a, an important... You know, yeah. you're, testi you're testifying for your your career here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to impart to anybody my love of beer until after I've been hired. Yeah. And you know, but, but even then, beer lover as I am, I'm also not the type to, okay, I, I drank myself into oblivion once in my life, realized I didn't really like it that much, and have not done it that badly since. Yeah, you learn from that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, in, in my case, uh, we had the the one night where I drank a, a liter of wine, got <laughs> really sick from it, I will admit, which was, I did on air, by the way, not, not the sick part, the drinking part. That was, yes. that was, a, that was a bad yes, night. We, I, I listened we, we back had, to that afterwards. We had fun making him try to pronounce things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Trippin, Trippin, I think the, one of the main reasons that no one's really mentioning anything about alcoholism in Kavanaugh's case is because of the fact that it would be, I, I honestly think that in that particular room with the people who are in it right now, there would be an awful lot of the pot insulting the kettle. No, no, this is, this is another thing. And Bridget, I want you to, I want you to consider on this one. I think if they were to go ahead and if it was quote unquote, just drinking, just alcoholism it would be exactly that. It would be, well, it's just himself that he's hurting if anybody is getting hurt at all. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, no offense, Trippin, the issue here is not his alcoholism, even if he is an alcoholic. Um, you know, there's, I'm more concerned about women come forward and say things and, it's always, you know, bitches be lying because they didn't come forward soon enough or, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's her fault because she did X, Y, Z. It's, it's always the woman's fault. She's always blamed. And, and even if she had said something the next day, nobody would have believed her. It probably like would have ruined her life. This whole, well, oh, should we ruin his life for something he did as a teenager? Yes. Yes, we should. Yep. If it, there are people in jail who did crimes when they were teenagers in fact it's actually been a bit of a pet peeve of me for american jurisprudence is 
uh, your justice system seems to sort of arbitrarily decide when someone should be tried as an adult and when they shouldn't. There's no, there doesn't seem to be any consistency in that. Like a 14 year old kid who might have gotten in with the wrong crowd and ends up shooting somebody, oh, throw away the key when they're only 14. Right. But then when they're 17 and they might have sexually assaulted, oh, well, you know, it wasn't his fault. He was just a boy. Now, granted, a lot of that has to do with what color you are, too, and how much money you have. Well, it is also an opportunity uh, as well, uh, Mm -hmm. because now, okay, what I'm about to impart is by no means of any degree anywhere near some of the stuff that's been going on. But with my, well, geographic location and my upbringing, there's only so much I can bring to the table, but I still think it's pertinent. Years ago, my dad was involved in an accident when he was driving in the States. He was T-boned by a car. Thankfully, him and my mom were okay. Now, the according to the insurance claim, or according to all the testimonies and stuff like that, he was not at fault. He should not have ever had any kind of mark on his record or anything, and the insurance company should have just, you know, paid for it and everything was fine. But that didn't happen. And this is what tweaked it. This is the one thing that really tweaked me about it was the sheriff in that locale is elected. I I take it that's a regular thing in the States. Just somebody correct me, please. Yeah. Okay. So when your job hinges on dealing with the people or putting the, putting the right foot, sorry, putting the right foot forward in front of just the right people so that you can retain that job, it suddenly becomes a lot less about upholding the letter of the law and doing whatever it takes to make sure that I still have a paycheck. Yeah. So, I mean, thankfully, um, my dad was still painted as the person at fault in this. Uh, He had to pay something like an $1,100 fine, which thankfully didn't break him. Uh, I mean, that's still a, that's a chunk of change. I don't care who you are. Agreed. You know, um, but that's the kind of legal system that I'm seeing more and more of is that it's not about upholding the law or jurisprudence or following procedure. It's about, okay, if I put this black kid away for a drug charge, then I'm going to be seen as the hero to my supporters as the man who is in the war on drugs. It's all about political opportunism. What's going to get me elected. And especially if you're in an election year, because then you are going to take that crusade so that you can be seen as the hero and damn whoever gets actually not that I'm a religious person, but heaven help the person that gets caught in the crosshairs. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's let's also um, deal with something that's kind of important because believe it or not, I did actually bring uh, something intentional to the uh, to the floor tonight. 
believe it or not. Um, and 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 this is actually going to hurt uh, a lot, believe it or not. Iron, who is uh, watching right now, is probably going to be relatively familiar with with this because I I know him personally. Uh, we've had the opportunity of speaking on a couple of occasions. Uh, there's art pending, but that's a whole other thing. Um, Iron would recognize exactly what this is. For those of you that are listening, this is the Sharpie Magnum. For those of you that are trying to figure out, uh, wait, what the hell is that? Here it is compared to your regular Sharpie. It's, it's a little a bit huge, bigger. It's a huge ass Sharpie. Yeah. Is that Sharpie? Com- are you compensating for something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to use this and I'm going to mark a monstrous X on both sides. Sorry about that. Of an album that I took with me when I moved up here to Buffalo. It is 54 years old, and I forgot that I still have this. Oh, wow. It's worse than that. For those of you that are wondering what that was, that was a 12-inch vinyl from 1964. Bill Cosby's I Started Out as a Child. I forgot I still had this. 30 years it took 30 plus years for somebody that I thought was one of the great guys to go down in flames for shit that he did knowing full well as an adult what the hell it was that he was doing and what happened people finally said enough's enough and weren't going to take it anymore. That's the problem. That is the second biggest problem of the whole damn thing. That the first one is culturally, boys will be boys. Yes, I was being completely facetious about it earlier, for those of you that didn't quite pick up on it for whatever reason, and I really sure as hell hope that you did that whole thing and i forgot who it was that said it over in the uh, over in the chat uh earlier guys that hook up with girls a lot they're the studs the girls that get hooked up a lot with the guys they're the sluts yeah um there's monstrous monstrous problem with that but not nearly as much as the don't talk about it the culture of uh-huh. shame that you should feel if that happens. And I said earlier, I admit, you know, I, I, I grew up in a lot of ways so incredibly lucky. But I also grew up with the idea that you don't do shit like that. Why would you ever do something like that? What the hell goes through people that they think that it's okay to do shit like that? And then worse yet, to be put into the position of, as a parent? I've heard stories where girls came back from parties, you know, high school level, 
And the the one story girl went ahead and told her dad, I, I I was raped. I might be pregnant. And that was just like, we'll do whatever we have to do. I will support you. However you want to go ahead and deal with this. And the mom's reaction to it was, it never happened. I read this with an absolute, literally an opened jaw because I could not, I cannot fathom how anybody could say that to another human being, let alone your kid. The life that, as I've said on many occasions, the life that you are, you made a tacit agreement to be the conservator of until they can take care of themselves. That's exactly what happened to me. That's exactly what happened to me. And it's because, you know, I'm, I'm throwing, okay, I'm spitballing here, but I think it has to do with, because, you know, what, what would the community say? Yeah. Oh, it's exactly. Because the community would then fall into the, well, what was she doing there? Why, what was she wearing? And it becomes the whole thing, you know, that we keep hearing. It's, it's beyond that though. I mean, I was 10 years old. So mm-hmm. there's no question of what the fuck I was wearing. It was my grandfather, right? Yeah. So you know, and, and I'll be perfectly honest, and I'm and I don't have kids, but I know this much. Um, if I did have a if I had a child, uh, particularly in particular a daughter, um, I would also have a gun. Mm-hmm. And I would not hesitate. She points the guy out. I take something from him. And I think more parents need to do that and fuck the consequences because quite frankly, that is the honor of your flesh and blood that has been sullied by some entitled piece of shit who thinks that money and status actually means something when all it means is you sleep on more expensive sheets. Uh, Guess what? At the end of the day, your breath stops like everybody else. I'll give you the other side of that. I never told my father precisely for that reason Mm. because I did not want him to throw away his life for that piece of shit. And he would have, but my mother on the other hand said, don't tell anybody, especially not grandma. And then lied about telling everybody else because I had younger cousins and I was concerned. I mean, by the time I got the courage to tell her, I was 16 years old. Yeah. Well, and then I, they, they, they talk about, well, why didn't you tell sooner? I waited, I only waited two years, which, you know, when you're a child, that's not very long. I, and, hold, hold on a second. But the other side of that, too, though, is if you had told, you might not have been believed anyway. Well, I did tell, but I know I that my, my cousin, yeah. when she told, uh, she was lying. When I went to go intervene on her behalf, I was lying. And then even after her stepdad came out and admitted it in therapy, she, mom, the mom still did not want to believe it, even though huh. he said it. Uh, but even she then, was seven like, years old. Yeah. What seven-year-old knows that stuff? Like and- men. And, 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 uh, I don't know if it's fair or unfair to me to bring that. We, I, I, all right, I can, I can use this without being unfair about it. 
we know friend of friend in our podcasting circles that we know was also raped for several years as a kid and he was raped by his uh help me out stepfather i think i'm trying to remember anyway um person we know male was raped by also male parental figure for years okay for years prayed to god nightly for it to stop and best of my recollection didn't not only didn't get help to best of my recollection don't think that he could even bring himself to ask for help and i'm i'm trying to remember uh i i don't want to name names directly at least not not openly i'll i'll type it because i i don't know if you guys remember who i'm talking about but um you know we're, we're talking about a bodily crime when all is said and done we're talking about crime it's assault of of the most heinous of of methods well, and put it this way if you look at i don't know about the american criminal codes but the criminal code of canada an assault you don't even have to touch someone all you have to do is make them feel afraid and that's assault so what is it you know when you get to um actually physically assaulting someone when when we've recognized that even verbal abuse can be assault you know and and even that can have lasting damage on people words can hurt as much as a fist absolutely i mean look at people that get ptsd from just something that happened around them and that's a valid thing that happens all the time you see uh, a, a horrific something happened to somebody else and you can be scarred for life too and this is this is what irks me so much because i heard this for many many years well it's it's so long ago why can't you just get over it oh the yeah the the sweeping all the shit under the you know what hold on a second the, it, it almost makes you want to tase them bend them over and violate them with the foreign object <sighs> Specifically, how do you? How does that feel, huh? Can, yeah, can, can you? Uh, no, you get over that. You yeah, get over can, that. Can you move on there, pal? Yeah, just walk off the the, the cattle prod, tickling your colon. Um, uh, all right, just backing up a second because there's this question that uh, uh, Bridget. I don't know if you would know it or not, but uh, forgive me. Terminology of medical expert in the group. We we know culturally of the quote unquote rape kit that could be theoretically used to help identify people and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I have to imagine that that is an incredibly invasive procedure itself. Well, yeah. 
I mean, they have to do, you know, scrapings on, you know, through your pubic hair to get any, you know, pubic hair that may belong to the perpetrator. They have to get swabs, you know, check for semen. Yeah. Um, you know, they have to check you out for tissue damage, trauma. Yeah, it's very, it's horribly invasive. Yeah, and after somebody's just been victimized, it re-victimizes them. I was going to say, yeah, it's... um it can't be easy to have to endorse something like that, especially from a doctor who is probably so, I don't know, I want to say stoic or maybe, uh, maybe they end up with like the doctor I had where the bedside matter is really questionable. Well, they usually have like the nurses gathered that stuff rather than the doctor. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hopefully it's somebody who's actually trained in dealing with victims. Yeah. But not always. It depends on you know the budget of the hospital and things but, like that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the um, the rape kit only shows that something happened. Um, it can't uh, determine whether or not it was uh, like they, 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 like they they call it a rape kit, but no, I mean, they're also used you know UV light you know to check for semen to see where the splatter is and take pictures and um, yeah well I guess there would be other there marks. would be other evidence to show that uh, you know like bruising ligation yeah. all um, the all the or, rape sorry ligature yeah all that would do is is show you know the presence of semen and they could have it DNA tested to see if it matched anybody but unfortunately. Uh, we've heard cases of thousands of kids not being processed. They're just sitting in storage doing nothing from decades. Yeah. yeah hold, hold that thought one second. Cause Trippin has just said, uh, I would very much like to get uh, some kind of a, some kind of a news report on this one, but Trippin is saying Fayetteville, North Carolina disposed of hundreds of kids the other year. Continuing. How the fuck were they able to do that? That is an excellent question. And like I said, I would love if if you're able to come up with some kind of uh, uh, some kind of a news report to kind of bolster on that one. I'm not saying I don't trust you. It's that I don't trust you. That's so, destruction of evidence. Someone has to have signed off on that one. One would uh, yeah. see now Ball the cynic in, the cynic in me would say, well, you know, not necessarily. And that makes it even worse. Yeah, but still, that's and you know, um, maybe I'm leading the bit here a little bit. But lately, a lot of things have come up, and it sounds a lot like mental gymnastics, where, um, uh, what is it? You have people are saying now, well, maybe women shouldn't dress like that because men can't control themselves. Oh, Have we yeah. heard this? No, we've heard this trope. Have we not? Yes. Uh, yes. Now, it's now, it's called go wear a burqa. <laughs> it's called go wear some dark shades if you can't control yourself. Well, yeah. I, but, but no, I, where have we heard this rhetoric before? From schools. Muslims, schools. Uh, yes. Well, school. Uh, um, uh, Utah, if I remember right, religious yeah. extremists. We we have been hearing this from repressed schools, from Mormon schools, and from Islamic schools. People who cultures. follow modesty culture. Yes, modesty culture is toxic as fuck. Yeah, 
It's just, and, and I'm not talking, you know, if somebody feels more comfortable not showing their cleavage, I'm totally okay with that. That's, that's fine. That's your choice. I'm talking the idea that we have to cover up so dudes don't rape us. Yeah. And when all of a sudden done, you guys don't want me to be showing off my cleavage. Seriously. <laughs> it's a bad thing that I've actually got some. That's a, Remember, I said that's about the level of levity that I got. Yeah, that's that's about the yeah. level of levity. I yeah, right now, uh, Stephanie, yeah. um, you're saying you're funny how uh, they can control themselves in Scandinavia, and I think it's <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. No, I'm, I'm just laughing because of all of us. You're 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 the you're the one. Yeah. Speaking yeah. As, speaking as a bit of Norwegian here. Um, yeah, that was a terrible accent. I should feel bad, Mob. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, that accent I, was bad, and you should feel bad. Yes, and I, and I do. I am clearly not drunk enough to start talking like my old man used to. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> says a lot. Yeah, it does. Um, no. Um. Oh, oh, one of the no, like, look at TV for instance. And I, I used to do this all the time back in the you know you look at the eighties TV. Now, showing a little boobage. Over in Europe, that's okay. You know, showing a little, you know, like basically normalizing the body. Yes. In other countries is okay. Shows like, and again, I go back to the 80s here because there's one in particular, Miami Vice. From what I heard, that one could not be shown as is in Europe. What? Because, because it was too violent. Ah, yes. So you see on this side of the pond... Uh, copious amounts of 7.62 and 5.56 millimeter supersonic death uh, that creates people into like human bags of lead and jello uh, and leaking stuff all over the floor. That's fine. You get a Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction. And to quote the Joker, everybody loses their freaking minds. There is a serious cultural problem on this side of the world when it comes to the human body. And it has been taken to such an extreme that, yeah, people are going to act out because they're repressed. Hormones are, they are the heroine of the natural world. And you and couple it, it, that with, with religious sects that say you can't even masturbate. Uh -huh. And oh, fuck that mess. But then you think of that for disaster. Yeah. And then you think of that one release of serotonin when you crank one out. I mean, that has got to be the sweetest hit of mental crack mm -hmm. you've ever had. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you get a little taste of that. You're going to chase after that high any way you want. Uh, Catholic Church, classic example. These guys are supposed to be celibate, you know, but. That's they are they, they are human, they have needs, the needs have been repressed, they're gonna act out. Yeah, and it's got nothing to do with people being honest with the fact, it's the fact that we we're trying to control a set of wiring that was put into us thousands of years ago. Millions, millions, but yeah, it, millions. It, it, it's, yeah. it's not too far to say millions. I mean, species have survived this long with procreating it's kind of to use the expression in our dna well yeah and what we're supposed to do 
you know, and, and I'd like to think the human race has come a long way. Like, uh, you don't see, well, I don't know. Do you, do you really see two people who want the same woman beating the crap out of each other for three days solid? No. See, this is what I get for watching National Geographic. I saw two bull elephants <laughs> going at it. And it was, on, honest to God, these two things beat the crap out of each other for four days solid. Wow. Like, they did That's... not stop. Okay. Wow. But, but the thing is, that's the kind of drive that the Bible and the modesty culture are trying to repress. Yes. And you know, the, the, the rape culture, that's that <sighs> I honestly, I will, I will draw the line and I will say that the, the rape culture we're seeing today goes right back to them. I honestly would put it on their shoulders, at their feet, in their face and up well, their ass. I, I remember um, I, I had a, a little friend across the street when I was a kid, like when I was 12, 11, 12-ish, and she was a couple of years younger than me, but oftentimes we I would go to her place for birthday parties and things, and she had some questionable parents. Um, the one year she had a birthday party, and the now she didn't live with her mother the parents were separated divorced whatever but the mother had thrown this party for her and one of the movies that uh, we're talking like 10 to 12 year olds here and one of the movies that she thought would be well uh, several was uh body heat um friday the 13th this we're talking back in the 80s here and the one that really stuck out in my mind was uh, quest for fire and there's the scene where daryl hannah gets raped by the other cave guy in quest for if anybody's ever i haven't seen it since then but you know you're showing scenes like that to a bunch of 10 to 12 year olds I mean, okay, maybe that's historically accurate, but come on, people. Like, I, I actually, when they put Friday the 13th on, I had to go outside and, like, amuse myself because I didn't like to look at it. But, yeah, back in, in our, our pre-detailed uh, reasoning era, I'm sure that's that's how it was done. Was it Clan? Well, okay, maybe I'm remembering the wrong actress because it was definitely Quest for Fire. Shauna says it was Clan of the Cave Bear, but no, the movie was definitely Quest for Fire, so it might be the wrong actress. But either way, or maybe they played both, and I just don't didn't realize it. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. Iris got something, um, and and forgive me for quoting you out. There's, there's there's a reason why and it's saying right now i'm so angry i feel like firing up robocop i know why he's saying this and there is a scene fairly early uh somebody type in our chat over here that i need to i, I need to get the, the robocop robocop clip fuck <laughs> um he's he's thinking about the scene where the woman is being held hostage, she was going to get, well, she was going to be the party animal for lack of a better way of putting it. And Robocop took care of matters by, well, ruining her dress by shooting through it and taking care of, well, permanently. Mm. 
business. I, I believe uh, I believe as Dolly Parton once said, I'm going to get that gun and I'm going to turn you from a chicken to a hen in one shot. Pretty much. Now, um, one of the things that we need to address is this fucking entitlement bullshit that boys seem to have. And I'm not I'm not going to say, well, not all boys, because we know it's not everybody. Otherwise, there would be absolute bedlam 24-7 all around the world. We know it's not all. Yeah, if that was the case, Shujin, you and I wouldn't be on the air right now because we'd be hiding out somewhere uh, trying to avoid getting certain parts of our anatomy removed forcibly. Shit's right. Now, why? Like I said, I grew up lucky i never had this problem i never thought about it it was never a thing in my head i still to this day cannot fathom why anybody would consider doing this but it's out there yeah okay think of this now kavanaugh was harvard correct uh yeah yeah okay yale so but still ivy league yes Ivy League used to, and I think it still does to some extent, carry with it a certain level of prestige. Mm-hmm. And you only attain that certain level of prestige by somebody in your family having some pretty serious bank. Like you, you don't you don't get into Yale uh, working at McDonald's. At least I don't think you do. No. Um. So there is a bit of a rich kids club in a lot of these Ivy league schools. And a lot of those rich kids are brought up to believe that they are untouchable. They are intenable. They can get away with whatever because everyone else is just a pleb. They're special. They are. And the thing is their families tell them that because they have enough money to make certain problems disappear. Um, you remember back when that one guy, um, he was actually diagnosed with something called affluenza. Oh God, I remember that. I think this kind of falls, I think this falls into the same, uh, wheelhouse as that in that people like Kavanaugh come from a culture where, they do feel entitled because they are from old money and it could very well be that people like this can trace their line back to perhaps not the founding fathers themselves, but people who were instrumental at the time for building up this country, be it, um, starting a business, say 300 or, you know, 200 years ago, that is still successful to this day. Um, and that's how they made their money. I think, you know, the Rockefellers and standard oil, uh, which is now, uh, you guys call it Exxon, we call it Esso. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but people like that. And I think that is where the sense of entitlement comes from and the th- and the thought that they can get away with whatever. Um, to quote Montana Max from, uh, from um, Tiny Toons, you can't do this to me, I'm rich. And yeah, it's it was joked about on shows like that. But I think... I think that kind of stuff actually exists. And 
you know, and I'm, I, I want to slip just a tiny, tiny little bit of devil's advocate in here. Just, just a tiny bit, not for him. I have no, I have no sympathy for him, but his family. Um, the guy who said that he would not vote until, or that he would vote only if he could get the Senate's word that the FBI investigation would be allowed to continue a uh, flake. Oh, flake. Yeah. Now he was confronted in an elevator after the hearing. I saw the footage. And I don't know if I agree with that kind of tactic. I do. He, well, okay, fine. But now I'm thinking Kavanaugh has a family. He has what sons and daughters. So now are his sins going to be loaded onto them for something like, are they now if, going to be stained for something that their father did 20 years from I now? I don't think so. And I, I think if he really wanted to protect them, the second the accusation came out, he should have withdrawn. Yep. Period. Hmm. If he really gave a damn about how it was going to affect his family, remember, this isn't a prosecution. This is a job interview. Yeah. Like I so, said, I just I, I I feel for his kids because he's let this go for this long, and that's his and that's his doing. That yeah. is one hundred percent his doing. His thirst for power, his anger at being uh, exposed, all of questioned. that, just being questioned. Yeah, and and by the way, so that so that we understand also. Like Heretic Woman said, this is not, he is not under prosecutorial interview. Yeah. Am I thinking of it the right way? Whatever. He's not going through, um, he's not being prosecuted for rape. He is having his fitness for the position brought into question, and reasonably so. Now. Yes. There was a piece that has been nagging in my head, and I've been trying to remember what it was that I, I should bring out at this point. We are going under the assumption that this guy did it at least once because never mind who's already gone ahead and talked to whomever. Did anybody remember that there is one woman so far that actually put out a legal deposition under penalty of perjury to account what they remembered and what he did to them filed it with the courts under penalty of perjury mm -hmm. and that is not somebody coming out and saying well i'm going to be on tv now so it's going to be right. my 15 minutes no 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 they went through the procedure of saying here you go court Here's here's a document yep. that I'm here. Here's my testimony. I'm not on the TV. I'm not out there. I'm just lawyers go ahead and put it up through the channel for you. You want it the right way? Here's your big opportunity. It's going up the right way. Yep. And, and the the thing that gets me too when they're they're trying to come up with all these excuses of why you know why women would come out and say that it's like well it's politically motivated you're damn straight and as i said to somebody on a thread somewhere it's one thing to accept that you personally will not get justice because i'm sure that 
these women accepted a long time ago that they could never get justice for anything that had happened. But it's a hell of a different thing when that person is put in a position where they can damage millions of people and you realize that you might be able to do something about it. So I'm sorry, but I don't care if it's politically motivated. It doesn't mean it didn't happen and it doesn't mean that he deserves the job at all. And I'm going to add, um, I'm going to add an extra zero into the end of that. It's not tens of millions. It's hundreds of millions. Okay. Yeah. 300 million million people in my country that this guy could potentially have literal jurisdiction over. Yes. 147 million of our women. Yeah. Right. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with that. Nope. Not at all. Not and at then all. I would much think I would much rather have uh, Bernie, d- dead Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. I'd rather Bernie's have him sitting on the curb. <laughs> and this and the other thing is too, they're like, well, they just want to get famous. Okay. What are, other than than Dr. Ford, what's the names of the other two women? And as somebody else pointed out, what are the names? Can you name any of the other women that Bill Cosby was accused of assaulting? Any? Nope. Somewhere? Nope. Nope. So, so that fame thing's really working out for them. Yeah. And what what is somebody tell me, what is Dr. Ford getting out of this? What? Um death threats. Death threats. <laughs> death threats. She's had to move. Her family's in upheaval. She's being grilled. She's being forced to relive what happened in front of millions of people. She's She is someone who understands brain chemistry and how memories are encoded. And she's having her professionalism regarding that brought into question. Yep. Seriously? Never mind the fact that she, like, like Heretic Woman says, she's got to relive this whole goddamn thing through her memories. And we know full well the brain does not exactly play stuff back as if it were on a videotape. Yeah. You, you got you kids remember videotape, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. It reconstructs the memories from get, the pieces that it had before, which you means get the feelings. Which you means get the feelings. She's reliving all of the pieces that were deepest encoded. And when you go through trauma, there is shit that gets encoded real deep. The stuff that is most traumatic, especially so. Really, think of the worst things that you've gone through. And think about having to relive that and have people tell you, Ned didn't happen or it didn't happen the way that you thought or it wasn't this guy that you're remembering or my favorite is are you sure it was that serious mm-hmm. like i just want to drop kick somebody in the nuts when i hear that shit i'll loan you a buick that you can do it with how's that oh, that's, hmm. I'm, I'm good with that i mean come on seriously i i don't know anybody who would be able to make that shit up and and ex- 
fake that kind of experience. And that's why people, the very, very few people who do lie, get caught so easily. Because you can't fake this shit. You just, you can't. It's... But the problem of it is... I don't know how to explain it. The problem of it is, though, to be fair, yes, it could be. But the idea that someone would put themselves out there in a situation like this with all of what would happen, knowing the, 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 the hellacious partisan nature of this whole damn thing. The idea that somebody would willingly put themselves and their well, family and their friends through this kind of experience. Is it possible that they could be looking for some kind of payoff from it all later? Is it possible? Yes. It's grudgingly possible. But as, as Shauna says, why would we? But why would? She's not going to get millions of dollars from this. She's, well, she's, she did get 500 plus thousand from Go, GoFundMe. Yes. For her family. Yes, which they richly deserve. <laughs> but the thing is, is that's coming from outside support. That's not like she's not getting she's not getting a TV show or she's not getting she's not getting what the detractors are claiming that she's going to get from this. Cashing in. I think that's probably the term that we want to go with. She's not cashing in. She no. got help. Um, yeah. uh, well, put it this way. If you've had to move out of your house and go into hiding, do you really think you're going to be able to work your psychology practice? No. Like, come on. <laughs> the no. first thing, you know, I could just see it now. They send in some... Uh, uh, undercover person to pretend to be a patient to try and get dirt on her or all kinds of shit like that. Like, why would you put yourself through? Or even worse, some lunatic decides to to pretend to be a patient to get in and, and hurt her. And before anybody says, well, that's a really nice story right there, let us remind you that in Ohio, I think it was, uh, Ms. Stormy Daniels was set up by a vice cop who claimed that when she was dancing, she touched him inappropriately for the venue. And it turned out that it was a setup from days beforehand and it was a complete knock out. And let's also not forget. (laughs) Um, the families of at least one of the families from the sh- that had the kid killed at Sandy Hook, who's had to yes. relocate over and over and over because of because of freaking Alex Jones. Jones. Let's also not forget that there or is- the the lunatic that showed up at the pizza parlor with a fucking gun because of Alex Jones and his exactly. ridiculousness. That was going to be the last one and mm-hmm. actually unloaded a couple of shots into yes. the ceiling. 
So it's not inconceivable that some nut job who's decided that, you know, Dr. Ford is the Antichrist trying to bring down the righteous government could go and try and do something. There's, there's, that's totally reasonable to believe. Why do you think she went into hiding? That brings us over into another piece of it all. The physical trauma is one thing. We can we can talk all day. And by the way, I did get that tweet about the uh, the news story. I'm not going to be able to read it now because there's no way I'll be able to digest it now. But I, I will read it up, and I will it, it, I, I will probably end up adding it into the show notes later. But there is the mental part of the whole thing, the emotional part. Some people would say it kills the spirit. Um, we understand in this particular case what people would be driving at. We're not talking spiritual. The human spirit, the psyche, the the, the yeah. drive to push forward where you could cripple someone mentally with everything. Bridget, I have to imagine that to go along with all of these pieces, the idea of trying to get someone to help afterwards in a professional capacity for psychological assistance, that has got to be as difficult or even more so because you have to admit yes yeah, somebody actually got into my head and fucked my head over and that's not something that i want to admit to because reasons yeah um i don't know what else you would want me to say about that i mean you summed it up <laughs> um well, and it's, even if somebody could try to unpack all that, we don't even have access to good mental health care in this country anyway. So, especially not public. And so, most people would just have to try to deal with this on their own. Mm-hmm. Well, and wow. and when you think about, it, like, we have good overall health care, but our mental health care isn't the greatest up here either. And I know for myself. Um, when I was under 18, I was, I qualified for, uh, a counselor for a couple of years. And the second I turned 18, they would no longer speak to me. Like the, like my, I, I suffered a loss in the family, um, just a few months after I turned 18 and I called the same to talk to the same counselor and they was like no you're 18 we can't see you anymore and so I did I went I went to university I took social development studies I specialized my uh, or focused my um, study on child sexual abuse and and alcoholism and you know child abuse in general and because i wanted to know what you know why did this happen what can i expect what can i do for myself because there was nothing else for me to do so i i took care of it myself because that's that's all there was dallin you've got a you guys get your sharing off. Go ahead. Yeah, I found this. Um, yeah, so th I saw that briefly earlier. I didn't read it. Yeah, I, I haven't gone through it, but I, it just seems kind of um, ironic. Well, hypocritical. When 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 an institution that is you know quite well known for things in the area of sexual assault 
uh, says something like this. Um, uh, for those who are listening to the audio version, uh, this is a, uh, I just posted up something from the Huffington Post uh, saying, quote, Catholic magazine revokes endorsement of Brett Kavanaugh after hearing. And the subtext is, if Senate Republicans proceed with his nomination, they will be prioritizing policy aims over a woman's report of an assault, uh, American Magazine editors wrote. That's kind of rich. Um, I'm like, great, great that they don't want to endorse him, but how about you clean up your own mess first? Yeah, but all I'm saying is that, you know, if, if an institution like that is willing to distance themselves from this guy... Um, I'm not saying it's, I'm not going to say it's a smoking gun, but, uh, holy cow, that's, um, that's a whole lot of bad news right there. Um, and the funny thing was they, that same magazine, I I was just reading the first paragraph. They originally endorsed him and I see, this is the interesting thing. They originally endorsed him because of his stance on abortion. Yet when he was interviewed and asked repeatedly about Roe v. Wade, uh, he continuously said it's policy. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was totally, um, well, he was saying, what, from the sounds of it, he was saying whatever he could to get into the seat. You know, like, yeah, I'll say it's policy now, but, you know, I'm going to go Scalia on your ass afterwards. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, so, so something like that is very telling. Um, so. Just out of curiosity, because other than the stuff that's been out recently, I don't really know much about the guy. So is Kavanaugh Catholic then? That's um, a good question. I have no You know what? I don't know. I do well, know that he is some Christian variant, but... Well, he would have to be to get, to get an endorsement from those bastards. <laughs> well, I'm um, pretty sure we can, we can rule out... Uh, uh, Mormon, because yeah. you know you know how much the the Mormons and the Catholics love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here too. here it is. Here it is. Um. Let's see the time of the endorsement. Okay, so um, at the time of his endorsement, uh, he was described as a constitutional textualist who was suspicious of the kind of judicial innovation that led to, um. Led to a ruling. Oh, it was to, to overturn um, Roe v. Wade. Mm. Um, but anyways, the editor's views that his nomination would allow Catholics to transform the public's views on abortion, making it an even less appealing choice. Kavanaugh, a Catholic, was attending uh-huh. a Jesuit-run private school at the time of the alleged oh, assault. Oh, fucking Jesuit! Oh, fucking hell! Talk about a hit and a half for your ass in a religious sense. Wow, the Jesuits are like the worst. Yeah, like, um, frame of reference, uh, if you guys have ever heard of the movie Black Robe? Yeah. Um, these were the Jesuits. They were the Black Robe priests uh, who were the tip of the spear when it came to converting uh, the natives over here in North America at the time. And they were... Brutal. Yeah, quite fanatic about it. In other words, Ruthless. they... Yeah, th- these guys made th- these guys made Torquemada look like a saint. Yeah, and Torquemada was the dude who headed up the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, Torquemada. another 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 not so good movie about the Jesuits would be the Mission. Yeah, but Torquemada, do not beg him for forgiveness. Torquemada, yeah. do not ask him for mercy. Torquemada, do not plead for leniency. Let's face yeah. it, you can't talk him out of anything. 
Love you, Stephanie Bruce. says the, the Jesuits are the Catholic SAS. Yeah, that's a good analogy. <laughs> it's a, uh, Dallin, by the way, make sure I get that link uh, so I can drop that in. Uh, oh, for the, um, the paper? Yeah. yeah um, appreciate it. Also, uh, okay, Trippin, I'm just trying to get context here. Uh, you said, quote, they won't care until the Baptists pull support. And then are you saying they pulled their support? Catholics. The Baptists pulled support yesterday or was it the Catholics? I guess we'll find out momentarily. Um, while we're waiting on that one, there's um, there's one more piece I want to get to because I think it's fair. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's fair for me to say on behalf of us all that uh, pretty much all of the hosts uh, current and past and probably future I think that this whole damn thing has just been a dick move forgive the terminology all the way up and down the board on this you should be respecting other humans because other humans are human thank you very fucking much and I don't say that just from the standpoint of you don't touch somebody that doesn't want to be touched you know what? Not safe for work. Fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. You don't finger somebody that doesn't want to be fingered. You don't fuck somebody that doesn't want to be fucked. You don't tie someone. You don't strangle someone. Yes, you can get consent, and that's uh -huh. the biggest piece of it all. But when all is said and done, if somebody went ahead and broke all of those ideas, you don't get to go ahead and say, well, maybe it didn't happen. Um, Okay. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt that you have to say that. But there is a certain point where you have to look at all of the smoke that's coming up and wonder, where is the fire? And you should go looking to investigate the smoke and find out what it, it's coming from. Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? <sighs> and the worst part of it is that I would be remiss if I did not bring up the fact that, and, and, and I know full well that were he here, he would be making sure that we did not forget also. Men can be raped too. Oh, yes. And it happens far more than we think it happens because who the hell is going to come forward and admit that they were raped by a woman yeah. again I grew up privileged I grew up lucky I never had to worry about that I never had to deal with that but there are people out there who have to and have and live with it to this day. They say that you are never no longer an alcoholic. You just deal for the rest of your life. A rape victim does not suddenly no longer become a rape victim. They just deal with it for the rest of their life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And men who have to live with that 
I can only imagine, and I don't even think that I could, they have to deal with the personal shame that they could never, ever tell anyone. Absolutely anyone. They couldn't even tell their own dog. Because you you can't. You want to talk about toxic masculinity. I can't think of a better example of what that would be. I know, I know. I, I just dropped something on us all that we are completely unprepared to talk about and unprepared to try to talk through. But it's a piece that we need to remember is out there that one day we will have to have a proper discussion about because there are people who need to have their voice. Like I said at the top, you know, that's why I was, I wasn't sure whether or not to title the episode the way that I did, but it's the women that we're dealing with this time. I'm not poo-pooing the guys. It's just, we got the one piece now that we have to deal with. Well, guys are not being forgotten. The one thing that is flooring me about the Kavanaugh hearings is seeing all of the anger from people like Lindsey Graham and Chuck Grassley. I mean, they're just nasty. It just, they're like, they're having a big old temper tantrum. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. They're pissed off that they're being challenged, that people aren't just saying, oh, you want this? Oh, okay. And that people are calling them to task for their entitlement and the fact that people don't want to just give them what they want and that they're being questioned in this way. It's like, well, you know, we we did went through the the system that we created to pick the person that we wanted. How dare anyone else challenge us on that? And it's like, you don't get it, buddy. You're supposed to be working for the people. You're supposed to be doing what's in their best interest, not yours, asshole. I mean, Lindsey Graham, holy fuck. I just want to punch that guy in the face. I just, and and the fact, like, he also was confronted by uh, a, a rape victim out in the hallway. And he just turned her and said, well, you should just go to the police. and And brushed her off. I mean, at least now, granted, Flake was caught in an elevator, which kudos, ladies. Um, he had nowhere to go. He he was stuck and he had to listen to them in front of witnesses. So good for them. They got him right where he needed to be, because I think if he thought that no one was looking or that he could get away with it, he would have ignored them. I have no doubt about that. But they got him in a place where he couldn't ignore them and where people could see that what was being told to him and that would know if he went and said, oh, I'm still going to vote for this guy, sight unseen, that they, they would have been able to say, hey, he got told by two rape victims to his face 
what this means for them, and he obviously didn't care. And that I think this is what's the most frustrating thing for me out of a lot of this. And and this has been a really trying couple of weeks with us in the news because it just feels like even if you're skeptical of the stories being presented even if you're skeptical it there just doesn't seem to be any consideration for those people there's no empathy shown there's no indication that these people even remotely care it's all it they don't it's it's all well this is what we want because we want it and fuck everybody else and well we're just gonna come up with all these reasons why we should discount what people are saying and it's so disheartening Yeah, we're gonna we'll listen to what you have to say, but it's still not gonna change a goddamn thing. Well, yeah, like oh, okay. Well, we'll go through the motions of letting you speak and pretending like we're listening, and then we're just gonna do what we want anyway. Uh It's it's like that the time hearing over and over again. Oh, gee, I'm sorry that happened to you. But please don't tell anybody. Like it just it. It's like you're getting slapped in the face a hundred times over. And they just don't care. You know, I've I've talked on many an occasion before about um Mercer on your side of the border. Rick mm-hmm. Mercer. Yep. And for for those of you that are un, unfamiliar. Rick Mercer is a comedic presenter. I don't know that he qualifies as a stand-up comedian. I've not been watching what his uh, what his uh, career has been doing as of late. But Rick Mercer is someone who, like a lot of uh, late night pre- uh, late night presenters, has a lot of comedic give and take with various people. And he has had access to the folks at the federal level in the Canadian government just to take what's what's the Brit equivalent of it just to just to take the piss out of him. I think yes. that's the, I think that's the right expression for it. Yes. And he has he has talked with people at the highest federal ranks and just. A combination of just shoot the shit with him and needle him a little bit here and there. You know, kind of poke at him in a comedic way about certain things that maybe they're not exactly fulfilling on. The idea that these people got into an elevator, had witnesses, and held this guy to needing to listen whether he is paying attention or not is a different matter entirely because I mean the cynic in me is my cynic sense is tingling. I you know I, I saw part of the video and he stared at the floor most of the time. Yeah, he exactly. couldn't even couldn't even look him in the eye. Fucking coward. Exactly. So I'm kinda of wondering. Should the public shame factor come into play? And how much so? All of it. 
shame them until they don't want to come out of their houses. If that's what it takes. Fucking right. Yeah, down uh, only because I think that I, I, I think that you would have an interesting take on this one. The idea of taking the shame from the victim and putting it onto the system that's supposed to be protecting and helping them after the fact to get justice. Yeah, I I agree fully that if this person has been proven to have destroyed these lives, then that person no longer deserves any kind of any kind of position of power or privilege wherein his his or her actions could directly influence or dictate the the, the destiny of somebody else's life because let's face it when you're when you're a judge that is what you do you you hold you are supposed to hold the scales of justice in your hand and it is up to you to determine whether or not a person is guilty or innocent. Now, granted a Supreme court judge, it's a little bit different. You know, it's more for them, I believe for passing laws, but okay. So you're not exactly, maybe you're not convicting one person of, you know, or finding them guilty of, of one person guilty of a crime, but you're sentencing an entire population to do something that maybe they used to do, but now can no longer do because public interest has said, no, we don't want you to do that anymore. Or someone very powerful has said, we don't like you doing that because our sky daddy doesn't believe in that. Mm -hmm. So no, I, you know, I, um, Originally, when I started looking at all of this, I, I will admit fully that I thought this whole idea of a purity test for someone like him was getting a little bit, um, a little much. And the only reason I say that is just because, again, I didn't know the whole story and I had not done my due diligence at that point. Now, again, like, yeah, this was a job interview. Uh, his character has been called into question. His prior actions yeah this does not to me he is not fit to and look uh, to, at to look at the team. outburst look at the ridiculousness of that like because you have imagine. the temperament well yeah he's no. he is he's and, and acting I, petulant because like you said he's finally been told no his his family his lineage his entitlement from all his years all the money and his yale education that had told him that you will soon hold the power of the world in your hand. You will, you will ascend the steps of Castle Grayskull and hold the power sword high, and you will be the he-man of virtue and religious blarty blarty blarty. And we we have the uh, the um, Antonin Scalia fursuit waiting for you. Um, yeah. And now he's been told for the probably I would almost say for the first time in his life. No. Not only was he told no, uh, the person who told him no actually can do something about it. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I keep thinking of and so guilty pleasure of mine is shows like Judge Judy and the People's Court. And both judges are ladies on those shows. Uh, and both judges have at different times chastised a plaintiff or, or a litigant for losing their cool in the courtroom and have said, you can't even control yourself here in a courtroom. Do you think I'm going to believe that you controlled yourself in the story you're telling me? And I keep I keep thinking about that when I see this this ridiculous outburst from this guy. I mean, like, have you seen the screenshots of his pinched up angry face? He looks like a possum, like a rabbit yeah. possum. He yeah. is he is so angry about this. So angry about this. And I've seen the memes go around. It's like this is Kavanaugh when he's sober. Can you imagine what he was like when he was drunk? We think. We think. Yeah. I, I say that only because the way that he come the way that he came across, the way that he came out and said, these are people who are on the left who have been coming out here to go ahead and get me. And I'm going to go ahead and make sure that when this is all said and done, that I remember it. Yeah. You're supposed to be impartial as a judge. Yeah. yeah but on top of it all, did that seem like the kind of rational ravings? No. Or, well, yeah. R raving is right. <laughs> but rational? Hell no. He sounded like a petulant frat boy. Like, like if you think about all of those awful 80s uh, frat boy movies, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get my revenge on you kind of thing. That's exactly what he sounds like. You know, the, the jock that didn't get the girl at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was about to say the only frat, uh, the only frat movie I could think of that would be nice from the 80s was Revenge of the Nerds, and now I'm thinking about it and, no. No, no. even that one. Even that one. No. no. And that that hurts. Yeah. That hurt. No, they were all horrible. <laughs> like, in retrospect, at the time, we thought they were great, but they are all horrible. <laughs> yeah, and now I and now I gotta think back on, on uh, Animal House now, too. I think all the sex was consensual i think and that's the funny and ironic part because they were the drunken frat house mm -hmm. damn and as trippin says he he i'm guessing kavanaugh was drinking underage the whole time too oh yeah yeah hmm. uh it was the drinking age in maryland at that time was 21 yep and he was, what, 17? That's a little bit of a gap. That was too young even for Canada. <laughs> yeah, for anywhere in Canada, for that matter. Yeah. Because I had raised it from 18 to 21 back in 1982. Yeah, you I know. think uh, I think the minimum drinking age anywhere in this town in this country is 18. Saskatchewan is 19. Yeah, Quebec is 18. Uh, I don't know if there's any other province that's lower. For you guys, it's 19, 19, isn't it? Only in it's Saskatchewan. What? Only in Saskatchewan, as far as I know. Oh, is eighteen? No, nineteen. 
It's 18 everywhere oh. else. Oh, no, we're 19. Oh, okay. So Ontario and Saskatchewan, because it's 18 in Alberta. Yeah. It was 18 in Manitoba, which really sucked because I graduated from high school in Manitoba, then moved to Saskatchewan to attend my first year university, and I had to do a dry. <laughs> oh, I, I had to do my first year. Well, I didn't like to drink then anyway, but yeah. Mm. But no, it's, it's, it's been 19 in Ontario as long as I can remember. Yeah. Well, just keep in mind that uh, Tiny Triple has already said, yeah, when I turn 19, yeah, I'm going to have a drink at Fertile Equinox. Well, I was going to say, bring them up here and, and we we can have a, a toast or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about it. Dallin, I'm sorry. Can I interrupt you there? I heard you. Uh, no, no. Um, no, like I said, um, this guy, he is not... Um, He's not what you look, he, he is not the droid you're looking for, nope. you know, but I will say, uh, and I, I, I kind of hinted at this a little bit in, uh, in the chat with Trippin when I had to explain a bit more of the purity test and it does kind of go to let he, who has not sinned cast the first stone. I, I don't think you're ever going to find like, no matter who is going to, no matter who's applying for that seat, you're going to find something on them, on them. No, for sure. You know, how severe it is, that's different. Like, okay, so the guy was accused of shoplifting when he was 16 years old. Uh, is that enough to keep him off the bench? I highly doubt it. Um, the guy, the, the individual was a drunk driver, um, wrapped his car around a telephone pole, killed his passenger. Okay, and he did that when they, or they did that when they were 21. You know, again, is, is that enough? Like, again, I am, I am not by no stretch. Am I downplaying what this bastard has done? Um, I would just be be in line somewhere. And like I said, where somebody who has a potential for an attitude like that, that is potentially dangerous to, not only other co-workers yeah but millions and millions of people yeah his little tantrum to me really dropped the ball yes. for him it's like you are about to ascend to the highest court in the land you have been denied the brass ring at least for a while until the rest of this is done although the senate the senate can say one thing and turn around and just do it anyway Um, you know, and I mean, Flake took a huge risk in okaying it conditionally because he actually has no way to enforce that condition, but he's been denied the ring, denied the brass ring for the time being. And this is his reaction. Well, and now I'm concerned that if they do go ahead and confirm him, is he going to lash out out of anger as uh, to, you know, to the American people? Because what's to stop him now from, oh, yeah, you you want to be like that? Well, guess what? Now I care about Roe Ro v. Wade, and now I'm going to take away your right to abortion. Well, you just wait. It sounds like he already he already had that, but like I said, he was downplaying yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
just so that he could get his foot in the door. I'm just saying that, you know, he could very well become more motivated to be a dick. Yeah. Out of, out of anger. Like he's prone to temper tantrums, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who's to say, you know, he's not going to try and, and throw his weight around to get what he wants and get retribution somehow. I, I could just see it now. Coming up next on Fox, angry judge. That, that'll be about all he can do is he'll be able to get, he'll be able to get an op-ed piece on Fox news. Yeah. You know, Brett Kavanaugh, <laughs> the angry judge. Yeah. I just, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and I mean, if we're going to go hypocrisy much, remember Al Franken? Yeah. We liked Al Franken. Admittedly, we liked Al Franken a lot because he was smart. He knew how to be disarming while at the same time sticking you to the wall to a point. And then when allegations came out, there wasn't, if memory serves, he was not accused of rape. He was not no. accused of molestation. <laughs> Sorry? He wasn't accused of attempted rape either. Right. He was, he was accused of improperly touching someone but as I recall, it was in context and with consent, if awkward socially, in the area that they were at. If I if I'm remembering it correctly. Well, the the photo there was no consent because she was asleep. Okay, then 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 there's a there's a piece that I'm not yes, remembering the, about. The, 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 the kissing part. The kissing part was sort of consensual but questionable okay but but there was the uh the same lady had fallen asleep uh on a troop transport and there's the picture of franken now some say he was pretending to grab her breasts others said that he did grab them but his hands are out like this on in the area of the breasts and she claims she was groped without not like she was asleep kind of thing okay so in in either case could it have been a matter of i'm not touching you i'm not touching you i'm not touching you could have been but she said otherwise okay in either case shouldn't have been doing that and what happened Got his ass turfed. He got his ass handed to him, and he removed himself. Didn't require a court order. He removed himself. There are others who have been in similar situations who have removed themselves if something questionable came up. There have been others who have fought tooth and nail, slung mud like nobody's business, attacked the accusers, claimed setup, and still ended up trying to convince the public that they just sit on the toilet that way and they just keep their legs apart a lot. That's all. 
And and I'm sorry, the, with him going out, he even threw out the Clintons. Yeah. In his, yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, that's well, like, that. I, okay, I get where that's coming from, but in, again, in having a temper tantrum like that, you may as well just say, you know, aliens did it or some shit. He was, he had some involvement in the Bill Clinton trial, though. Mm-hmm. Well, he right. was with, he worked for Star. Yeah. So the fact that, uh, you know, Billy Boy didn't get impeached. He, no, he was. Impeached. Well, he, he did get it. impeached, but well, he didn't yeah. lose his job. Yeah. Well, okay. So he's but, probably but, pissed about that, too. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's sore. Um, a lot of people still think the whole reason Trump ran for president was because of what Obama told him in 2010. Uh, he had a look on his face at that one particular dinner where uh, uh, Obama took a few shots at him. He just kind of went, yeah, I'm coming for your job, asshole. And well, here we are. Mm. You know, it took him eight years, but he got it. Yeah. But where I was going with the whole damn thing is, um, and Bridget, you've been you've been quiet a little bit, so I figured I'd kind of give you a softball on this one. The ones that have removed themselves versus the ones that got dragged kicking and screaming and pushed out the door. Um, is it just me, or does there tend to be, and I'm saying this as if it were a stereotype, because stereotypes are occasionally rooted in some kind of reality, does there seem to be a noticeable difference as far as to which party affiliation has which mm. reaction? Uh, yeah, I find it kind of interesting that you know when Democrats are accused of things, then they withdraw, uh, step down, whatever it is that they need to do. And the Republicans have a tendency to stay until they're forced out. Because... The Democrats, at least, will say, even if they if they want to say they didn't do it, they'll at least say, you know what, there's there's enough here to give to make me look bad that I'm going to be hurting the party, hurting the cause. I need to step away. Yeah. Republicans are all like, it's a conspiracy. I didn't do it. Blah, 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 blah. My, my privilege, you know. Well, actually, I think in a lot of cases is more like. What the hell am I going to do for work now? Yeah, that do. You know, what? Franken, at least he's got the, um, well, he, he is a comedian somewhat. Uh, he is an author, read a couple of his books. I was going to say he writes, um, he's got other shit he can do. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, he, he can fall back and I, I don't think he's actually, he hasn't poked his head out as far as I know, uh, since this whole no. thing happened. So he's, he's enjoying the life of a private citizen. He, he did the right thing. I think there are still a lot of people who would knee jerk yell and scream at him for what, what he allegedly did. Um, but of course I'm, that's like a, the fringe extreme, you know, where, uh, Oh, you, you, you have a penis Yeah, You're the antichrist and I'm coming after you. Um, they exist. They do. But, but Republicans, they are politicians, they're lawyers. Um, I don't think they're authors. I think they have their books ghostwritten. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, they they don't know how to do anything else except be politicians or be 
lawyers or just be, be rich. rich, bloated, privileged assholes. <laughs> yeah. But you know, even that only goes so far. I mean, there, there's yeah. now the younger privileged, um, they have at least one saving grace. They are actually young enough to understand what a video game is and they can just go plug in and, you know, we can blow them up on uh, counter-strike and all that shit, you know, but, um, no, I, I think the people who fight as much as they do, they do so because they realize they've got nowhere else to go. Yeah. You know, or, or they and... would be seen as a failure in in daddy's eyes because again it goes back to what I said before. The the you come from a long line of blah blah blah. We have this kind of money, you know, you are you are the future of my legacy. Wait, you know what I mean. They would be seen as a failure in the eyes of their peers. Whereas a guy like Franken, he doesn't give a shit. He does his peers are what the SNL crowd. Yeah, you know they, they would no. They they would probably look at him go. You know what? Y you got they'd that like, far? No, you, yeah, you got they'd that be far. like, hey man, you're a fucking senator. Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah. Turns out you were good enough. You were smart enough. And doggone it, for a while, people loved you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wish he would uh, run again. He was he was extremely effective. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but considering the uh, the considering what we just saw um, with Kavanaugh, I would almost suspect that the, the Republicans would try to do the same thing, and oh, it would it, it would come off as an absolute farce, as many things on their side do. But it would still come out, and maybe he just doesn't want to have to deal with it anymore. You know, I can res I can respect that. Yeah, definitely. You know, Plus, there's there's a there's a there's a piece about this that um, you were mentioning before that uh, I I think is important because there's two pieces now that's that's running on my head. Not the least of which is Trippin was saying earlier that you know we need more than two hours. I'm not planning on going for <laughs> much longer. Although I'm certain we could go a hell of a lot longer with all the stuff that we've got and. Oh. I've still got a shit ton of alcohol in here. I could go all night. I I would just have to apologize to Shauna and restock before she comes back. Uh, um, I do have one question I would like to throw out there. Go for it. Why is it when it comes to um, you know women having things happen to them or being raped or molested or whatever? Why is it that they're always assumed to be lying, but and, and they always yeah, it's their fault that it happened, but in other crimes, it's not that way. If you say that someone broke into your house, they're not going to go, oh, you're just making that up just to get attention and, you know. Well, because if somebody broke into your house, there'd be evidence that somebody broke into your house. Yeah, but if somebody like raped readily, you, injury, there's, you know, there's evidence readily. of injury. Well, I think it's because the crime is so heinous. Like, rape is such a heinous crime and it is it's a reputation destroyer especially yes. for the guilty party like if if an accusation is found to be true and that the person did rape that woman even if that guy only gets a couple of years in prison his life is over as it should be i, I agree fully agree but i think that's why there's always the push there's there's always the well why are we dressed that way? Because um, people are fearing, like the 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 rapist 
is fearing for his future. And I think that's why there's always such the big push is because well, and, and it's a survival it's, technique. And with other people, it might be the, well, we want to be really sure before we destroy somebody, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a social death penalty too. And it I mean, is. Look, and, and look at the death penalty. On you know? the flip side, if you can show that someone maliciously, falsely accused someone, I have no problem giving them the same jail sentence that the supposed rapist could have got. Oh, mm -hmm. hell yeah. No, no problem with that I, whatsoever. I see that one passed around a lot on social media about, you know, click yes or share or give a thumbs up if you think that a that a that a woman who makes false rape accusations should face the same penalty. Um yep. yeah, I fully agree with that because it is it's a weapon and some people will use it as such. The the, but, the kicker is though, I think you've got to be able to demonstrate malice aforethought. Like you yes, it's gotta be deliberate. Absolutely. Like, because what what happens and it's absolutely legitimate is a woman who thinks that she knows who it is and could be wrong or gets a description slightly somewhat wrong or is, you know, because there's a lot going on with these things. And if it's an honest mistake, that should never, ever be prosecuted as unfair as that might be to the person who is mistakenly accused you can't fault a victim for that. I'm only talking somebody like, you know, oh, well, you, you think you want custody of our child? Well, I'm going to say you rape me. Or, oh, you, you're going to go date that other woman? Well, guess what? That sex we had last weekend, you're going to you rape me now. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. And when that happens, no, that, that is, that is a total dick move. And, People who do that kind of shit, yeah, they deserve criminal treatment. They they deserve mm -hmm. to go to jail or be fined or <laughs> or lose custody of their children. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, absolutely. We're fast running out of time. And like I said, I don't want to be doing three hours. No. Because <laughs> I'm getting up tomorrow yeah. morning to go to um Center for Inquiry for a Secular Sunday for the first time in a long time. And it's a 40-minute drive for me from where I am to go up there. So I want to get some sleep. But before I do, uh, item last. Normally, I would have something that I would like to say to conclude everything. But this week, I'm leaving it up to the panel to go ahead and just leave this open for them to go ahead and discuss oh yeah i've seen that going around Oof. uh <laughs> i don't even like looking at it to be honest <laughs> but um there are a bazillion reasons why someone would wait two years five years ten years twenty years thirty forty years and that in itself is not a legitimate reason to dismiss someone. Not at all. In fact, um, and it's not too long. 
Um, I just wanted to, let me pull this up. Uh, I posted this a few years ago, but um, as we also briefly mentioned, um, Cosby got what was coming for him the, to him this week. And I read his victim's victim impact statement. And keep in mind, he had something like 60, 60 women accusing him of sexual assault. He went down for one that was recent enough that they could prosecute. And this is from her victim impact statement. And it talks about what went on when she did finally come forward and report it. She says, and she's Canadian, so she um, actually reported the assault not far from where I live. Reporting the assault to the Durham Regional Police in Toronto only intensified the fear and pain, making me feel more vulnerable and ashamed, more ashamed than ever. When the Montgomery County District Attorney outside Philadelphia decided not to prosecute for lack of evidence, we were left with no, no sense of validation or justice. After we launched civil claims, the response from Mr. Cosby's legal team was swift and furious. It was meant to frighten and intimidate me, and it worked. The psychological, emotional, and financial bullying included a slander campaign in the media that left my entire family reeling in shock and disbelief. Instead of being praised as a straight shooter, I was called a gold digger, a con artist, a pathological liar. My hardworking middle-class parents were accused of trying to get money from a rich and famous man. At the deposition during the civil trial, I had to relive every moment of the sexual assault in horrifying detail in front of Mr. Cosby and his lawyers. I felt traumatized all over again and was in tears. I had to watch Cosby make jokes and attempt to degrade and diminish me while his lawyers belittled and sneered at me. It deepened my sense of shame and helplessness, and at the end of each day, I left emotionally drained and exhausted. When the case closed with a settlement, sealed testimony, and a non-disclosure agreement, I thought that finally, finally I could get on with my life, that this awful chapter of my life was over at last. These exact same feelings followed me throughout both criminal trials. The attacks on my character continued, spilling over outside the courtroom steps, attempting to discredit me and cast me in a false light. These character assassinations have caused me to suffer insurmountable stress and anxiety, which I still experience today. And that's, you know, I don't know how many years ago she went through the civil trial, but she was assaulted. I think it was 2004, if memory serves. And I, I had a lawyer as uh, an instructor in college for man uh, a management course. She was a, a corporate lawyer, but she had friends who were criminal lawyers, prosecutors and defense attorneys. And you, you might look at what this lawyer did as malicious and it is fricking cruel what they did. And my, my question always has been, how the fuck do you sleep at night? Yep. And it's because there is a legal, there, there is a code of ethics 
that all attorneys must follow, whether you are for or against the defendant, you are obligated by, by your training and by your position as an attorney to go to whatever lengths are legally possible in the name of, or in the name against the defendant. So how do these people sleep at it is because they're actually doing their job by defending Cosby as rigorously as they possibly can. It is, it is a shitty thing that like they're, yeah. they are bound to be assholes because it's their legal obligation to be assholes. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's proper, but yeah, you know, in case anybody ever asks, how do these people sleep at night? It's because it's because this is their obligation. They are obligated. They they are forced to become these character assassins. You know, same thing on the uh, on the prosecution side. If they can find some way to paint the defendant as you know the devil incarnate or oh, something, yeah. you know, to to further their case so that they can win. That's exactly what they're going to do. I think what really strikes out for me, though, is the the media character assassination. And mm -hmm. whereas I understand the legal necessity to press the issue, um, I don't believe that the media should have any right to to do that. You you just you're supposed to no. report the facts, people. The yeah, fucking. But facts yeah okay let's face it there's not a single piece of mainstream media these days that is nothing that that is anything other than a glorified op-ed oh oh i know i know and i wish it would go back to a little less like that but it is yeah no it is. no Crippen, you're right they, they did spew it as a racial witch hunt because that is the they were they were going after hearts and minds yeah you know because the the court of public opinion sadly has that kind of power these days yeah it shouldn't but it does it's just the the whole point being again why would somebody put themselves through that if it wasn't true well, you're right you're absolutely right to be fair that uh that question unfortunately does fly in the face of our typical we want evidence to support your claim but mm -hmm. it does color what the burden should continue off to be um bridget you didn't uh, you didn't have very much of anything to say about the uh the cartoon or anything at this point so no uh it's rather disturbing to look at but uh it's it sums it up well that's exactly what I feel is going on. Lady There's Justice is being, you know, held down and her mouth covered against her will and yeah. By the GOP. Yeah, and since I didn't uh, I didn't exactly explain it for those that are just listening, uh I I will have to make sure that I can link to the uh to the original. It is a uh, it is a political cartoon, single panel. I don't remember who it was, uh, whose signature that is. Silly me, I should have jotted that all down. But yeah. it is, uh, it is justice. The uh, the image of justice, with her eyes 
covered with a with a with a cloth. Her scales are behind her. She is apparently lying on the floor, one hand covering her mouth, the other covering her wrist, holding her in place, and the cufflinks on the suit jacketed arms are the GOP symbol. It's and it's also a representation of what Kavanaugh was accused of doing. Yeah, they're holding her down by force. And I found I found a quote. Um, the, the one I was talking about before when I said that he was uh, involved with Clinton. Mm. It says, and I quote, I am strongly opposed to giving the president any break in the questioning regarding the details of the Lewinsky relationship unless before his questioning on Monday, he either one resigns or two confesses perjury and issues a public apology to you. I'm not sure who he's referring to. I have tried hard to bend over backwards and to be fair to him and to think of all the reasonable defenses to his pattern of behavior. In the end, I am convinced that there really are none. The idea of going easy on him at the questioning is thus abhorrent to me. So, Basically, when it came to the Clinton trial, he wanted to basically continue to question uh, Bill Clinton until he broke. And but it's not okay for people to do that for him. Exactly. And, you know, the, the cynic in me, because I do have one of those too, you know, this does feel a little bit like it's the same mouthful of mouthwash just sloshing over to the other side of the, to the other cheek. You know, like here's a guy who pushed hard when he had, to, when he was able to, but now that he's experienced the same pushback, he's crying victim. Yep. You know, like what happens now if, you know, Lindsey Graham comes under fire, you know, or somebody else like it's, I, It's, uh, let's face it, it's a shit show. It's a, it's a gigantic shit show that, quite frankly, yeah, at, at this point, even if he was completely and totally exonerated, he should still not assume the position. There's just way too much bad blood. It's It's clear that... He can't control himself. Not only that, I don't think he has the best interest of the American majority. No. Well, not at all. You know, he has, he definitely has the best interests of, you know, the Cheeto in charge. You know, he, he's definitely got, you know, those interests at heart. But, you know, as for the, the will of the American people, I, I, I would question that. Well, yeah. that's exactly why he was nominated in the first place was, um, you know, to help out Trump in case mm -hmm. there's indictments flying down and stuff. To try to pardon people. Yeah. Yep. And that's a whole other piece about the whole damn thing that we're not going to dive into. Because the, the, the discussion about should the accused be allowed to choose his judge? No. Yeah. That's a whole thing we're not going down uh, now. And yeah. we don't need to. We ain't got the time for it. And I have, you've been watching, I have drunk no coffee, so I'm done. 
Yeah. And I got nothing to say at this point to close off. So that's it. We're just going to call mm-hmm. it a night at this point. Everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We are very grateful for you for taking the time to be with us, especially through the whole damn thing. Um, I know that we have not exactly used our quota of curse words. Well, we got next week. But there is that. And truth be told, I think the topic was off-putting and disgusting enough that we didn't really need to use. In any case, as usual... We hope that you found all of our perspectives worthwhile and found something worth thinking through a little bit further for yourselves. As always, thank you guys for being with us over the live chat, especially. Um, As usual, no, I wasn't able to talk with you guys as much as I would like to. I have been reading everything that's been going through, as always. But, you know, thank you for chiming in. It has not gone unnoticed nor unappreciated. So, guys, thank you very much. Uh, Heretic Woman, only because I, I changed out the way that things were running to put the two of you together. Get the guys, then get the gals, because it just worked out that way. Thank you for your time, especially, and I'm truly grateful for your time, hon. No problem. And uh, just a quick note, tomorrow night, Monday night, uh, beyond the trailer park, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be talking about uh, the Jilly Juice. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I've seen that picture going around. But yes, um, Beth did some digging and she is, is very upset about this crazy woman. And so we are going to be spending the time uh, discussing why she is a dangerous, crazy bitch. <laughs> yes, so. I um, I actually imparted the links to uh, Jeff Holiday's series on her. Um, uh-huh. I didn't get a link to his show, though. Uh, I think it's actually floating around on YouTube uh, where he appeared on Dr. Phil uh, and actually it. and actually met Jilly face to face. Oh, did you? Oh, I did. I, I, I sent uh, Beth the playlist of uh, A Song of Salt and Poo, which oh. is um, Jeff's five-part series on uh, Jilly Juice, what it is, what, it's, what it claims to do, what it has done, and um, the fallout from the Dr. Phil show. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently wow. he thought he had put it to bed. Uh, Jilly was not finished, so Jeff went, Neither am I. <laughs> so, well, that's that's good, though. So, Heretic Woman, basically this means that uh, after this show, you decided that you guys were going to do a little softball and have a little bit of fun, huh? Nice. I, well, we, we last week we talked about Falun Gong. So, that was whacked, to say the least. Fair enough. But, yeah. uh, regardless... Thanks, of course. Thank you so much for being on tonight. My pleasure. Bridget, um, thank you. Uh, for, for just, to, just to give kind of context, uh, before we actually flipped the switch and came on, uh, we, I kind of made sure that everybody understood that you know I didn't want anybody to say anything that they might regret later. They'll, these guys will tell you that's 
I'm not saying it verbatim of what I said, but it's pretty much the, the gist. So uh, thank you for being brave and being on and discussing everything the way that you have as always tonight on. You're welcome. <laughs> if you want to uh, find me elsewhere after the show, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch, or you can drop by my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. Thank you much. Dallin, this, um, like I said, you know, for, for the two of us, we are, we, we don't have to live with the same kind of thing that the ladies do. No, we are, we are so lucky in a lot of ways. And, uh, I think that maybe you and I kind of, um, having to learn stuff that we otherwise never had to. And, it sucks that we have to because we're people, but I've said it before. Um, I grew up much differently than most. And, and I just say that because I led a very sheltered life and witnessing now the man's inhumanity to man. And I use that in the classical sense. So please, I get you. All, all you PC people, just back off, please. Um, now that I see it, it's, it hurts. And I hope, I really hope, I, you're a parent. And you've raised a wonderful person. In the few times I've met TT and have talked with them, um, it's it's evident that there's been a loving parent behind his upbringing and me i have no kids i have nieces and nephews but they have parents of their own so like even though even though you can't, you know, like you said, you can't experience what people like Heretic Woman or Bridget or some of the people in the chat tonight have gone through. You've still got one to look out for. And, you know, I meant what I said. If, if I was a parent and I found out that any of this happened, there would be. There, there, I honestly do believe that I could go so far as to invite some form of retribution. And if my significant other said, oh, it didn't happen, uh, the divorce papers would be coming shortly afterwards because um, when it comes time to defend family or to lash out in honor of one who's been attacked in such a grievous way, I think, I, I honestly don't believe that any holds should be barred. But... Yeah, I've <laughs> since I started this uh, started in on this show, it's been an eye-opening experience for me. I, I've witnessed sadly, I think I've witnessed more of the dark side of humanity than I've seen the light, of the light side. And it's terrible to think that way, but it is what it is. And I don't know 
I used to think we saw the light at the end of the tunnel. But after stuff like this, where it's no longer about being a public servant, but making everyone else your servant or making the public your servant, I'm having a hard time seeing that light now. I really am. For what it's worth, we have to be that light. And to that end, you see how wrapping into this, thank you for helping to put all that stuff together so that we can help teach others to also be those lights. Yeah. Um, and by what he's referring to, of course, is the audio version of this show over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. And um, if, I, if I'm ever in the mood for spewing my own brand of vitriol, uh, you can catch that over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Thank you guys for being with us. Uh, as always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, all the information that you need is over at the website, holycrapthevlogcast.com. And if you need or want to leave a voicemail message, feel free. 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. And even though it's probably uncouth to mention it, yeah, we do have the Patreon available if you feel so inclined. Patreon.com slash HCTV. I personally have to remind myself sometimes that like Dallin said, yeah, it, it's hard to find the, the light through everything. But last night during uh, our Friday night show, I ended up playing Cash's old uh, going out song. If you drink, you die. And I'm not bringing it up because of the lyrics, but to remind us of what he ranted about. He ranted at me, bastard. If you could help one person, but it was going to cost you, and you'll probably not see that money again, would you do it? We do because we want to help at least that one person. And we know that we've helped at least one person. So we've already got our return on investment. We hope that we help you. And we hope that by helping you, you help others. And as the old commercial used to say, and so on, and so on, and so on. Try to be there for each other. I don't ask as a host. Ask as a human being. Try to be there for each other. We have to get on out of here, but thank you for being part of this all. So you all take very good care of yourselves. We'll be looking forward to talking to you again next week. And as mentioned, next week will be our typical Power of Ten episode, so we'll come up with something that we'll rail against or rant about or make dirty limericks about whatever but it will definitely be a lot less deep than this one one way or another
So until the next time we get together, everybody, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, 13 years on, I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.